You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Run It Back. Welcome everybody to Run It Back. And for those who do not know and for those that do, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Jasmine Halliburton. You guys might have seen me around on campus, on the sidelines. I was a K-State sideline reporter for K-State HDTV. Doing everything, everywhere, all at once it feels like. And also doing another show called Run It Back at Wildcat 919. So now I'm on to bigger and better things right here with KCSN. So welcome to Run It Back, y'all. Let's get into it. So I don't know if y'all heard. I don't know if y'all know. I don't know if y'all spotted with your own two eyes. But y'all got to look out for K-State soccer right now. I'm just saying because so far they are no losses. Once again, they have draws, two draws against top 25 teams already this season. I get it. I get it. One of them was an exhibition match against Arkansas, who was ranked another number eight. It's not going to go towards anything. I get that. I understand that. But it's on the road, a draw against the number eight ranked team in the country in Arkansas. This is this is on the road, guys. I'm just telling you, this team is already taking really big steps in such a short amount of time. And then again, they played, what was it, yesterday against number 18th ranked Northwestern. And Northwestern handed K-State soccer an absolute heartbreaker last season. It was once again going to be a draw, one one tie. And then in the 70th minute, homegirl, a defender, I think he's never scored a goal before, did a bicycle kick as a game winner. I mean, it was amazing. I got to give homegirl her props. But it hurt my soul because it was one of those games where it was tit for tat. One and one, it might have just go down to a draw and I'd be grateful for it. But no, unfortunately, that was the case. But, but I like to think this as K-State kind of getting they licked back a little bit because Northwestern wasn't ranked when K-State played them last season, you feel me? But they're ranked this time. They went to their home field. They wasn't going to get clapped, okay? It ended up being a 0-0 draw, all defense, okay? Once again, two top 25 matchups that we had, no losses, only draws, okay? Look here. You take that what you will, but that sounds like K-State soccer's on the come up, baby. You feel me? But we still got to deep dive a little bit more into what K-State soccer is doing because I know last year, doing sideline, I went to so many games that they all kind of bleed in together, but I got to talk to Coach Dabini a lot of times, okay? And every before every game, sometimes after the games as well, okay? And I know Coach Dabini and a lot of the players, they play kind of with that chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? This is, once again, still a new new program. They still got baby steps to take before they get, you know, any further than they want to go. But about this team, like, they play with a chip on their shoulder. Last year, they were all about wanting to go to the Big 12 Championship Tournament. Last year, they were able to do that. That was the first time in program history that they've been able to go to the Big 12 Championship. Unfortunately, their first matchup was against 17th-ranked Texas, and it didn't quite go as planned. They ended up losing 4 nothing in there, but still, once again, like I said, for a brand new program, it's, it's, it's a toddler essentially, right? They're still trying to make steps and they were able to do that and they're trying to get to the next phase of their plan. And that's honestly going back to Big 12 championship games that they do have and also getting more results that they have there. But that's just part of that team that they have. They want to achieve more results. They want to get better. They want to be hungry. They are hungry to get better. And let's be honest, they have a lot of opportunities too because 
y'all, y'all heard, y'all don't live under a rock. Conference realignment has pretty much taken over college athletics. We know that an already tough Big 12 schedule it is about to get even tougher because now you bring in the likes just like Colorado soon enough who's had a really good program the past few years. And BYU ain't nothing to sneeze at as well. Not too sure about what Houston have or what Cincinnati has, but either way, you ain't going to sleep on none of them folks, you feel me? But still, some of the qualities that I see from this K-State women's soccer team is, bro, they're physical. They are so, they are so physical, and I love every bit of it because – it's one thing because I wasn't familiar with a lot of K-State soccer last season. I admit, I'm ashamed to admit, but I do admit, last season was my first real taste, and I'm like, bro, they got they got that dog in them, okay? I'm, li- I'm telling you now, listen closely. K-State women's soccer got that dog in them, okay? They're physical. They're going to come at you every single time. You're going to come out the game with a little bit of bumps and bruises, but don't get it twisted. Do not get it twisted. They're not coming there playing dirty. They're not going to come in like the gross sisters from the proud family. Taking girls' lunch money. That's not what it is. They're making physical plays, and that's just the energy that they're going to bring. And you better match that energy, or you're going to get an unpleasant surprise. You feel me? So that's just about this team. They're hungry, and they're physical, okay? And I want to say, I want to tell you guys a little story, too, before we get into this next thing, because before this past game, K-State beat Green Bay 4-1. to Once again, another game on the road. And someone I need to highlight from that game is none other than sophomore defender Jasmine Brown. Okay, once again, another person. She's a killer. She got that dog in her. Because I think it was against, I want to say, TCU. Anyone who recalls this story, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was against TCU. Once again, TCU at that time was a top 25 team. They had a homegirl named Messiah Brighter, who I think is in the NWSL right now, killing it. But she was one of the top forwards in the country, right? And senior you got Jasmine Brown who's a freshman defender already and she had the task of guarding her it was once again a really tough matchup with TCU ended up losing that game one nothing but it's always tit for tat with the Horn Frogs right but I believe in this game I don't know who was trying to dog on Jasmine Brown but she got fouled she got fouled really really hard and she wasn't going to take that kind of mess because the very next possession just not even not even a full minute after she came right back and full knocked that girl on her back pockets and stared her down. Have that thought. She got a yellow card, but worth it, in my opinion. Because, like, bro, this is a freshman doing this. This is a freshman that said, knock girl on her back pockets, stared her down, saying, you're not going to punk me. And I'm like, I couldn't be more hype on that sideline, you feel me? Because this is something you don't really see a lot in women's sports, unfortunately. You know, you know it's there. But you know how people react to the Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese smack talking and they pretty much lost their marbles. Okay, this happens a lot. And you want to, you just got to know like, oh, it's there. And I love to see it when it's there in women's sports, you know? Because that's just how you know it. Like every single one of them, they got that dog in them as well. Because this was once again a freshman doing this up against senior forwards. Like you are not going to punk me. You found me hard. Guess what? You're not going to do it again type of mentality. Of course. No one got hurt, and I really appreciate that because I'm not supporting violence, no way, form, or fashion. But I am applauding the competitiveness and the, just that, ups. you know what I mean? Once again, having that dog that you're not going to punk me, it's Jasper Brown. It's everybody on this team. And I know even another story that we have with Alayda Warmeyer. She was in goalkeeper for K-State Women's Soccer last season. She, she kind of brought that toughness, too, because there was a time, like, yo, other girl got into her face, and once again, Nobody's backing down. No one's hurt. It's once again, it's competitiveness. You see this 
all the time in football. You see this all the time in men's basketball. It's just, once again, you love to see also that type of competitiveness, that type of fire and passion that you see in these women's sports. And they're doing it. I know, once again, this is a program. This is a young program who is still trying to take some stepping stones. And them having that fire, that passion, and that competitiveness, bro, that's telling you this is a step in the right direction, you know? So once again, moving back on to Jasmine Brown and what she's been able to do already. Once again, this is, she's a freshman last year, right? So you've got a whole season now under her belt, okay? So once again, one of the main defenders, a starter now, and she stands at five foot ten. She's one of the tallest players on the pitch, and she scored two goals against Green Bay, I want to say it last week, both on corners, both on set pieces. And for those who may or may not know, it's when someone pretty, it's the swim the ball, gets hit by the defenders pretty much behind the goal. Okay. At any point, you're going to get a set piece, you're going to get a corner. Okay. And you have a 5'10, Jasmine Brown running into the six yard box, pretty much trying to out jump everybody, get a header, score a goal. That's pretty much what happened. And it happened twice. Okay. And it happened twice. And it's just amazing how this could be used in a part of her game because she's one of the tallest players on the field at 5'10". And I want to see, like, I'm trying to do a little bit of a player comparison. One player comparison I wrote down is Wendy Renard. Probably don't know her. She's on the French women's national team. They're in the World Cup. She's hard to miss, bro. She's she's a six-foot-tall tall defender. Okay, she's one of the top defenders in the world. Same position that Jasmine Brown plays. Once again, tallest player on the pitch. I get it, Jasmine Brown probably got a long way to go before she can reach to maybe's level, but still it's that player comparison because they always look to her on corners. They always look for her on other set pieces because she's literally the tallest player on the pitch. It's hard not to try to get the ball to her. And that's what I think is going to be the position that Jasmine Brown is going to kind of inflict with this offense as well. And not only that, they can be used for headers because obviously you score two headers in a game, you're going to get a lot more attention now. And that's what they're going to use. They're going to get the ball to her, making more opportunities. And then that means they can possibly also use Jasmine Brown as a decoy. Decoy for someone else to run in near post, post and score a goal. I'm just saying, having having that ability along with the other ones who can create goals. Because we also have Karen Singh, who was credited to two assists for those Jasmine Brown goals. And we can honestly not forget Amy Wells, who scored a goal as as well as the OG on this team, Aliyah El-Nagar, along with freshman Josie's also scoring in that game as well. And we'll get back just a little bit before we go to home field apparel, which we're going to hit on, and more K-State soccer. When we get back right here, once again, the State Hall apparel, where I got this really sick shirt from the 1993 Copper Bowl for K-State football. So go ahead and copy guys one. We'll be right back on Run It Back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Welcome back to Running Back with Jasmine Halliburton on KCSN for the very first show of Running Back. And I have a very, very special guest, none other than all Big 12 rookie team who led K-State Wildcats in kills and points per set, none other than Shaylee Myers, everyone do a snap or an applause wherever you may be listening to. Shaylee, thank you so much for coming on today. Yes, thank you for having me. And I know I've actually talked to you, I want to say, what, a year ago in some change from like right now, to be honest. We did like one of those podcast profiles I did for us and stuff. So, man, thank you for coming on. I love talking to you the first time. So, yeah. Okay, so Shaylee, I do want to get this started because I know. 
I'm going to refer to a couple things that we talked to about a year ago. Because mm-hmm. something that did stand out to me, you said volleyball actually was your least favorite sport. Yeah. Get it. You are here playing Power 5 volleyball, the K-State Wildcats, one of the tougher conferences in the country. What, what's, please tell me the story. I mean, I don't even know. I just, I hated volleyball. I never wanted to go. Like, my mom was like, you have soccer, volleyball, and basketball today. And I was like, can I just go to, like, soccer and basketball? Like, I don't really care to go to volleyball. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why. I just liked it. Maybe I didn't think I that it. Maybe it was because, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, somehow I just, like, once I realized that I actually was talented at this sport, I think that's when I was like, oh, maybe I do actually want to do this. So, I kind of, after that, once I figured out that I wanted to do volleyball, it was like, actually, I only want to go to volleyball. No more soccer, no more basketball. So it was like a really kind of funny, like, quick switch around to like, no volleyball. It's like all volleyball all day, every day. So that's where I am now and that's where I still am. But now I'm in college and I love volleyball every day. And I love getting to do it every day. I do want to know, what, like, is there like an exact moment? Like yesterday was no, today, like the day after that, it was yes because of an exact moment. Was there something that just screamed me like, yep, this is the moment where like I'm I'm hanging up my soccer cleats, I'm hanging up my Jordans, and this is what I'm going to do now? I honestly don't even think so. I think soccer, I think I was just getting tired. I, in all honesty, I don't like running. So I was like, mm, outside, hot, holy gloves on, sweating. Basketball, same thing, running. I mean, not my favorite thing to do, but volleyball, I think. I jump higher than I can run faster, so that was kind of just solidified it. See, that's fine. You still, you just going to do a couple post-up moves. That's all right. And you just get down to the end of the court for a rebound and just pass it on, just like that. But yeah. we also, because there's a, there a lot of questions I asked you last time that we spoke. I asked you what was your favorite moment of the season so far, and you said it was Mizzou because I was doing sideline that game. That was kind of to me. That was kind of like your coming out party. You'd be like, "Yo, Shaley Myers is here." You feel me? Is that still your favorite moment? But now that you've had a full season of play, what, what, what's the answer now? Oh gosh, I love that game. I think it was just a really fun game because it like went to five and everything. There was a lot of really good moments just because the team was like so fun, like. I mean, we like to win, of course, and we won that game, so that's a plus. But it's definitely still one of my favorite games. I'm trying to think. The Texas Tech game at home was pretty fun, too. Kind of came back and won. I just still really like the Mizzou game because, like, that was a tough game. And Texas Tech, I think we I think we could have done a little better that game. So I think Mizzou was really fun. And then, I mean, all the conference games are really fun. Playing Texas at home, we didn't win that game, but we honestly held our own. But this year, I think it's going to be even completely different than that, even. Okay, so I know when I talked to you last time, it was, I want to say, what, a couple weeks or maybe a week before Big 12 play. Yeah. Now, once again, you, you know, I've been headfirst into conference play, and obviously that's different than the non-conference. What, is, what did you learn about conference play? Honestly, I just learned that it's hard. Like, it's a lot of work. And, like, I mean, I was expecting it, but, like, goodness, like, there's just so much. It's very quick turn turnarounds is what I think is the biggest thing is that like in high school and club like you had some more time between games and like of course in club high school like you're just going to other high schools like in the state but, like we go to texas to Oklahoma in three days or like west virginia to yeah like back to kansas so it's just kind of crazy but it's a lot of work um a lot of practicing at different gyms but i think that's a really cool experience i love like getting to travel everywhere and 
Yeah, and I got to see, like, new states last year. Like, I've never been to West Virginia, so that was kind of fun. And just stuff like that, but it's a lot of hard work, but definitely worth it. It's a lot of fun getting to be with our teammates a lot and all the coaching staff and stuff. We just get really close. Okay, so you did mention something about the travel and how that's a really fun part of it, but I know conference realignment has been a huge topic of conversation in college in the college sporting world. And I want to know, what are your thoughts on having to travel so much? Because in this conference realignment stuff, a lot of the focus has been on, you know, football and men's basketball and not so much thought put into it with the lower revenue sports, such as volleyball, soccer, baseball, softball, and things like that. So I don't want to know, what are your thoughts on having to have that kind of that travel schedule? Because you guys play a lot more games than football players do. Yeah, we definitely do. And yeah, I don't think that people do take that into consideration, but I think it's something that they should. And I'm hoping maybe with this, they will start taking that into consideration because especially with volleyball, like we're a huge sport. Like, and I don't know that people, people know that, but they don't seem to do anything about it. But I mean, I think it can be great. I'm excited to be playing these new teams. I'm really excited to play BYU. Like honestly, everybody joining, but it's definitely going to be different traveling to these different states and new places and just even like the the extra games that some teams will be having is definitely gonna be different. But I mean, it's an experience for everyone, so it should be good. And I think we're all excited. It'll be a little something different. Okay, because I know I feel like where K State is, it's in a more favorable spot to travel to these places. Because luckily, you're not West Virginia. You have to travel all the way to Colorado, all the way to Utah and Arizona. Yeah. And doing all that. And gosh, I don't want to mention about the four schools from the Pac-12 joining the Big Ten. Was right. You're at Oregon and yeah, you got to fly to New Jersey to play Rutgers. I know. I can't, I can't imagine. So I think Casey specifically lucked out to be able to travel because we're perfectly centered in the country. To I agree. Over. Yeah. It's not too bad getting anywhere. West Virginia is pretty far, but I mean, that's okay. We like to, I mean, they're in our conference. So, but yeah, we did kind of look out. I think we're in a pretty good spot sitting in the conference just statewide. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but still, I know this is kind of like the downside of the conference realignment, but still that upside is, like you said, that excitement of getting mm-hmm. to play new teams. I know these teams that are already in the Big 12 are still kind of new to you because, like I said, you're only a sophomore now. You haven't gotten a conference play again. All you know is what you or who you played last year. But I know the seniors, I don't know if they ever got tired of having to play Texas Tech all the time or, or Baylor all the time, but now you kind of get a sprinkle in somebody who was such a yeah. like, another good team like BYU and yep. Their whole atmosphere and things like that, and a UCF. So, what is a new conference team that you're excited to play against or to travel to? Um, I really, I mean, I like UCF joining our conference, but maybe that's because I like Florida. But I don't necessarily know that I'm super excited to travel there just because it is very far. But I think it'll be fun, and we'll have a fun time. And I think we're also really excited to play BYU. I think that's gonna be a good game. Uh, they're a good team. And it'll be a good matchup. And, uh, yeah, maybe getting to see uh, Utah will be fun. I don't know much about it. Yeah, honestly, me neither. You never really hear anyone like, oh, I'm from Utah. No, not really. <laughs> but I do want to know because we talked talked a little bit about BYU's home environment. I heard it's insane. And BYU is a really good school and mm-hmm. a really, like, really good volleyball program. They got cool facilities. But... They're not the only one in this conference that got really cool facilities nowadays. This is now brand spanking new top tier K-State volleyball facilities. Please give us give us an insight. Give us give the fans something about this new facilities because I feel a majority of us 
have never seen or only on the smidge of it of what we see on social media. It's insane. Like every time we walk in there, my it's just I'm in awe. Like it's literally gorgeous. Um, our locker room has everything that we need. The weight room is huge. It's perfect. Everybody has enough space, enough weights. Everything is really great. We have a fuel station. Our treatment training room is in there. It's really cool. And I mean, I think the atmosphere in there is just going to be crazy. It's definitely going to be different from playing in Rayland's just because that's a basketball arena and they're just, it's just a different, it's going to be a different feeling. We're going to feel more close and personalized with our fans, which I think is great. It definitely holds less people, but I don't necessarily think that's a downside. And I mean, we're just so excited seeing that place full, especially like during the Nebraska game. It's going to be crazy. Definitely going to be very excited. So when you before this, you know, facilities was built, what was something that was really missing that you just know that you're just going to really appreciate now that you do have this facility? Honestly, I think our training room is a big upgrade. Um, It's crazy. Like there's so many tables in there. There's so much room we can do as there's everything we need for rehab is in there. And also the ice bath, the cold tub is crazy. Uh, We didn't really have much of one in our old facility that we practiced in. So that's a big plus. And like, we definitely utilize that. Most of us are in the or Honestly, all of us are in the cold tubs, like after lots of practices. And honestly, that's just something that's going to really help us rehab, refuel for the next everything else that we have coming up okay cool so i also wanted to talk about this because you guys got a brand new coach in this year coach manfield and i want to know because a lot of in a lot of schools and a lot of different teams when they lose a head coach a lot of players they they tend to enter the transfer portal as well what made you want to stay at k-state i wanted to stay at k-state just because of the team um the goals that we have here is crazy it's so good we're all so close best friends and we just love each other on and off the court on a very personal level which is amazing and I mean we all knew that the new arena was coming up and I think we just all knew that it was a brand new start including myself like okay the coaches left but like we built a culture here the older girls the seniors they built something here that's really special and I think we all just kind of wanted to see and stay see how it played out and I'm glad we all did okay so still once again coach Mansfield a lot of us don't know in like really too much about him like his his K-State fan rising of course don't know fully yet you know until the season starts but what can you tell us about coach Mansfield how he's come in how he's fit in to you know Manhattan lifestyle the family lifestyle here yeah I mean he's a great person which I think is like the most important he is really family oriented which helps us out a lot I mean a lot of us are by our family, so it's kind of nice to have that feel. He can help us with that stuff along with all the coaching staff. And, I mean, as a coach, I think he's just – I think he's a good coach. He he pushes us in practice. He'll stop, he'll tell us what we need to hear, but he's also very good about the way that he communicates and he's understanding. But the practices, the way – I like the I like the way they're ran this year. They're very upbeat, energetic, and we compete a lot. And I think that's great, and I think it's only going to make us better. So – I really think he can do a lot of really good things for us. And I think we have all the girls that we need and all the talent. And with the coaching staff that we have as well, I think we're just going to go. Um, I think we can go really far this year. Again. Okay. Sweet. So also, because talked about last year as well, I asked one of the things you, I asked you what could you improve on as a player. You talked about see your defense on the back line and you worked with the coaching staff a lot on trying to improve that and everything. What is something that you want to focus on through this season and also with this coaching staff to get better on? 
yeah, I mean, this year, I think I will be playing so on right side. So I definitely really want to focus on right side blocking and even just like attacking over there. It's a new position for me, but I really like it actually. And I think I can get to be pretty good at it. So I just want to keep grinding over there, really focus on the blocking. So if I can set up a good block for the middles in the back row, then we can be really successful along with everybody else that's blocking with me front row. Okay, so, and also, because you're from, what, Lincoln, Nebraska, right? Mm -hmm. And a particular Big Red team is going to be on this schedule, one of the first few games in the new facilities, right? And, it's no, it's Nebraska, it's a former Big 12 rival, and also, you're from Nebraska. Is that game kind of, like, circled on your calendar a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I think I have a lot of friends coming, a lot of family coming. Uh, me, Molly, Brenna, and Ava on our team are all from Nebraska, so that's gonna be really fun. Um, we're gonna have a lot of fans for us, and I'm honestly just like really excited to play them. I, I think we're going into the super open mindset, and I think it's gonna be really good. It's gonna be really competitive. It's gonna be a fun game. Okay, cool. And I know this is a bit of a pivot on you know what I want to talk to you about because I know I just finished up grad school, getting my master's, and everything, and yeah. I did my thesis on. You know the mental health of athletes i talked yeah. to players about how they separate from you know their specific sports and to you know student life because being a student athlete is really really hard a lot of people don't understand that a lot of you know regular folk don't fully understand what the schedule is like for a student athlete so how do you kind of like mentally like separate yourself you know from volleyball to make sure it's not all about volleyball and you can focus on something else. It doesn't have to be school because no one wants to focus on school all the damn time either, right? Yeah. So, like, how do you how do you kind of help separate yourself? Do you try to like watch movies? Do you try to read? What what do you do that helps you? Yeah, um, it's definitely hard. It's one of the harder things I think about being a student athlete is keeping everything separated. Like, we have social life, school, and volleyball, and downtime. So, it's definitely hard trying to balance all those things, but. Me, like, I just try to go in it, like, one day at a time. Like, let's say today is an off day for volleyball. So, like, I get to focus on school today and other things that I might want to focus on. And then tomorrow I have school and volleyball. So, I just kind of go at it, like, day, to day by day. So, tomorrow I'll have class in the morning. But then once class is done, I'll go pretty much straight to the new arena. So, once I'm there, it's volleyball mindset. And then once I'm out of the uh, done with practice and out of the arena, I can focus on personal care things like that so i just kind of try to like block it up depending on what i'm doing and the team and we have a lot of support staff that's really good at helping us with that too okay is that something like what is something that you kind of like learned from your freshman year because like you said it was new competition was harder obviously the travel and you're like really deep diving into student athlete life for the first time last year what did you kind of learn about yourself from compared to right now um probably just like that I'm not great at time management. Um, last year, it was definitely hard for me to get up and go to class sometimes. But now I know like that I how to do it better, and I realize that I need to focus a little bit more on the school side of things. So I think I know what I'm gonna. I know what I'm doing now, which is definitely helpful. And I think a lot of freshmen probably go through that. But now I just kind of know how to navigate it better now. So that's good. Okay, cool. So now, you know, last question before I let you go, Shaylee. What is what is the expectations that you guys have for this team this year? Um, we want to make it to the tournament, and I think we're going to make it to the tournament. 
Um, we just want to have, I think we want to have a winning season. And honestly, I wouldn't say the word underdog because we're a good team. We're a great team, actually. But I think that people don't really think about us when they're thinking about Big 12 volleyball. It's more Texas, Baylor, maybe even BYU now. And I think we're going to switch that around and show people who we are. All right. So, everybody, that was none other than, once again, all Big 12 rookie team, Shaylee Myers. You can watch K-State Volleyball. They will be headed for Portland, Oregon. I want to say, what, this week going forward with Hotel Vance Rose City Showdown. I believe all of these games will be aired on ESPN+. And if y'all got it like that, I encourage y'all to please tune in to ESPN+. Thank you, Shaylee, for joining us here on this very first episode of Run It Back. We'll be right back after this short break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Run It Back here on KCSN. And if you missed it, we had none other than Shaylee Myers joining the show. Once again, like I said before, with K-State soccer, K-State volleyball also got that dog in them, okay? Do not sleep on the women's sports here at Kansas State University. And I ain't even touched on K-State women's basketball yet, okay? Look here. This is going to be just a season of a whole lot of damn good things that are going on. And it's stuff that you're not going to want to miss, okay? And I know I talked a little bit about it before at the beginning of the show, talking about K-State soccer. And there's a couple things that I didn't get a chance to talk to. You know, I did highlight Jasmine Brown 
because like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep on saying until y'all understand, okay? Dog. K-State women's soccer, K-State volleyball, K-State women's basketball, okay, all the women's sports that we have here. K-State rowing. I'm sure they even got some dog in them. I'm telling you, you got to put some respect on the names. You feel me? Once again, talking about Jasmine Brown and what this team did to Green Bay and Green Bay last week, beating them 4-1. to one. It was crazy because you can just see the change that's going on in this K-State soccer team because they they allowed an early goal against Green Bay. I want to say it was, what, the 18th minute of the game they allowed an early goal, and they're like, no, we ain't, we ain't even going trip, right? And they actually were made, it might have been the ninth, it might have been the ninth minute, and then K-State ended up scoring in the 18th minute, and it was just, you know, snowballing effects from there on the Green Bay's end, right? And K-State ended up handling the business. Two goals from sophomore Jasper Brown defender, 5'10", okay? She's going to start doing something. It was her first career goal at K-State is against, like, against Green Bay. So bigger and better things coming up for Jasper Brown this season. Like I said, I compared her to Wendy Renard, French women's national team legend, one of the best defenders in the world, tallest player on the pitch at six two, and that's where they always going to go for headers when anyone's playing against Wendy, right? And I think that could be a very similar style of play for Jasper Brown. Like I said before, I know it's cut. There's a big gap in between Jasmine Brown and Wendy Bernard. I understand that's got a long way to go, but still that style of play can be very similar for with K-State and what they have with Jasmine Brown. And once again, that's not the only player I can I like I can highlight. I'm just telling you, uh, Karen C. Okay, she's a transfer from I want to say UTSA coming in with a lot of experience because this is a really young team. Coach Dabini talked about how this is a this is a young team. Lost a lot of, you know, good players from last year, like Kyler Goins, okay. And it's hard to replace those type of players, but you do have someone coming in with experience, 42 starts at UTSA to Kerosene, and having two assists in that game, both of them to Jasmine Brown. And what she's coming in from UTSA is seven goals and six assists. So not only can she drop some dimes, she can score some goals as well. And the other two goals from that game against Green Bay was Leah Elnagar, one of the OGs on this team, a grad student, how she tallied a lot of goal along with freshman Joe season. I know Aaliyah, she was battling with some injuries last season. She's finally healthy and boom, what is she doing at the start of the season? She's scoring goals. And once again, that's a huge in that and for the freshman Joe sees, it's always always good when you see freshmen or just young players scoring goals earlier, early in their career. Because then that's just a bit of confidence that you know they're gonna need later on, not only when conference play starts, but you know, to get that leadership build up for when they're a couple years down the road when they're upperclassmen, right? So a lot, a lot of good things from that Green Bay game where K-State won 4-1. to But now we move on to the game that was yesterday. They went up against number 18th ranked Northwestern. I talked a little bit before the show as well. Northwestern, when we played them last season, it ended up in a heartbreaker. Northwestern wasn't ranked at that point in time of the season, I don't think. And it was going to be a 1-1 draw. Crossed your fingers, you know it was getting close. Somebody was going to score next, but you hoped it would at least end in a draw. Unfortunately, that was not the case because it ended up being a bicycle kick game winner in the 70th minute by, I think, a senior who's never scored a goal because she was a defender. I was like, Dale, that is a tough way to lose this game at home. But, you know, it is what it is. Sports are sports. Things feel good. Things don't. But still, like I said before, it's I think Casey got a little bit of a lick back because Northwestern was right this time. We played at Northwestern, and it ended up being a 0-0 draw. So you got from a game with high-powered offense against Green Bay where they had 27 shots, 
10 shots on goal and only two offside in 12 quarters. We only have, we have that much offensive possibilities and only two offsides. That sounds pretty efficient to me. But I mean, I don't know everything, but to me, in my eyes, that looks pretty efficient. You know what I mean? But once again, you go to a high offensive game to, you better, you know, tie up your boots to a really tough defensive game because the Cats defended 19 shots from Northwestern, including five shots that were on goal. Now, resulting in five saves for newcomer Mercy Shape. She seems to be that person for the Wildcats this season, a new keeper in goal, who was actually on the New Zealand women's national team, by the way. I think that's a little fun fact. She's still young, a sophomore transfer from Jacksonville. She was one of the top goalkeepers in the Athletic Sun Conference. So just having her in the net is going to bring a lot of confidence because Coach Stabini said after that game against Northwestern that it was just a, she just kind of oozes that confidence and that type of energy and that type of command for that back for that back line for what they need to do defensively. And you have that. And she's a sophomore. She's still really young on a really young team. And just to ooze that kind of confidence for a young team in like all together, that's just going to be more room and just a huge, what am I trying to say? An improvement of experience and confidence for not only her, but the entire team moving forward when they're all upperclassmen, you know? So in the future, that's just going to be insane for them. So Murphy, she she had to be the MVP of that game. I know I didn't watch because that game was on the Big Ten Network. And who the hell got a Big Ten Network? These, none of us, right? But I know a lot of their games coming up this season is going to be on ESPN+, Plus, including their very first home game of the season against UTSA. That will be on the 24th at 7 p.m. whistle time, okay? So that's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. So please check that out. And then we'll be right back here next week for more of your Run It Back here with Jasmine Halliburton. Thank you guys so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.